TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back. It is the Afternoon Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Jack Fritz and Ike Reese hanging out on this Wednesday afternoon. A lot on the table here with the Eagles. Which concerns you more going forward, the culture or the talent with the team, plus... Uh, a millennial movie review where, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, to brush up on my older knowledge so I don't come across as such a clown, you know, most mm-hmm. times. And I'm looking for a good movie, sit down, watch tonight, and then I'll give my big old review of it tomorrow on the show. It's a big reveal. It's a big deal. Um, but Daniel Jeremiah, our guy, uh, DJ, came out with Mock Draft 2.0. Ike, I know you love your Mock Draft season. I like a good Mock Draft. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> well, you, I think you like the first couple. And when we yeah. like six point Yeah, yeah. Once, yeah, once Kuiper and and, and McShay get well, to Mc, yeah. McShay won't be there this year. He's no longer at the ESPN. So, you know what? That's right. I, know. I forgot about that. Who the hell are they gonna put with Kuiper? Uh, I think it'd be Matt Miller. He did some draft stuff last year. Uh, he also ducked the show once. Ah, uh, that's where I know the name from. <laughs> yeah, I'm like ah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Miller. Mm. Yeah, well, this is a real shame. It's a real yeah, shame. Yeah, I no. stick with DJ's uh, yeah, well, mock drafts. We are a DJ show. Um, so he has the Eagles taking a Missouri cornerback, uh, Ennis Rakeshaw Jr. Obviously, you know, have a, a big <laughs> breakdown on, on good old E. Um, <laughs> you know, the guy actually going ahead of him is the edge rusher from UCLA that, that people seem to like a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latou, I guess, is his name. Latou A. <laughs> but my, my my big question off of this, because the Eagles have been you know loosely linked to Legarius Sneed and you know some other corners where we talk about Sertain, you talk about um, Jair Alexander. I'd rather they go out and try to sign a corner or trade for a corner than attempt to draft one. Yeah, like I just I don't really trust this team when it comes to evaluating the cornerback position in the draft. You know, we had the Sidney Jones fiasco. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty high, obviously high risk, high pick, reward. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's a top 10 guy before before the Achilles injury. The guy was fine with it in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just don't hit. They just don't hit on these corners. And the further and further you get away from the top 10, which I think most of the difference making corners go, I just I don't, I don't trust their eye. And if they're allocating resources, like – Use the money on 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 a free agent, whether it's Snead mm-hmm. or, or or trade capital, rather than than trusting your eye to go find a, a next stud corner. Yeah, yeah. I listen. As boring as it may be, stick to drafting O lineman and D lineman in the first round. Like that's what they do. Um, so taking either an O tackle there or a D end there, you don't need another D tackle. And they certainly aren't going to take a guard there. I don't believe they listen, would. If they take a D tackle, we're in trouble. <laughs> yes, I, I don't think they're going to do that, but. 
I mean, listen, if they find somebody down there that they have a high grade on that they feel like it gets after the quarterback pretty good, I wouldn't don't I wouldn't be shocked if they did it. And you know they're going to tell you we like to build in the trenches. Oh, That's yeah, what yeah, we do. Yeah. So hey, you guys know you guys know what we do. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it certainly would not surprise me. But I think especially considering the Hassan Reddick situation and whether or not that's going to get resolved. Even if it does, I'm not so sure we have the depth and we certainly don't have the youth movement there with speed rushers on the outside. No, we don't have that. So, you know, I would be surprised if they don't take a D in there. If they stay at the pick, you know, you know how he likes to move up and down the draft board too. So he may find somebody that he's in love with and try to move up the board. They got that extra second round pick. Mm-hmm. So if he if he feels like he's getting top ten talent somewhere in those mid mid fifteen, fourteen, thirteen sort of area in the first round, he may decide to jump up there and give up a second rounder to go do it. I would not put anything past him when it comes to that because they do believe in getting after the quarterback. And if if you're not going to pay Hassan Reddick, which Obviously, I believe they should pay Hassan Reddick. But if you're not going to pay Hassan Reddick, um, let alone if you're going to trade him, you certainly better replace that talent with somebody that can get after the quarterback. And I don't mean in 2026 or 2025. I mean in 2024. Mm -hmm. Um, By the way, I would rather – if I don't go get Patrick Sartain with that pick – so here's my three corners I want. I want Patrick Sartain. It's in this order. Patrick Sartain, Jair uh, Alexander, Legereus Sneed. Okay, so you're in, you're in on the idea of, of paying. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. I like uh, he, he's he's a Philly kind of uh, yeah a corner. He'll, I, he'll be physical and all. Yes, that sir. Stuff. And he, and he's um, I think he was a third or fourth round pick. Yeah, he was not like a first. Yeah, he's not a first round pick. So you know he's gonna always play with that that little chip on his shoulder where he feels like he needs to prove something. Two time Super Bowl champion, mm-hmm. or was he on the first one too? No, I think I think last year was his. First yeah. One. So yeah. So two time Super Bowl champion. He's going to be a free agent. It's only going to cost you money. You know, the other guys are going to cost you picks and money if you look at Sertain or, or Alexander. But I, I, I am not entrusting uh, that position with some young player that they draft and have to develop. I'd rather a guy who has the experience, he's been in the league four years, five years, still 25, 26 years old, he can be my corner for the next five years. Yeah. And if you, obviously you get off Bradbury. Yeah, oh, for certain, yes. You're going to have to eat that money. And I got enough young guys. I got Rodgers coming coming back off a of suspension next year. They don't even need a corner. You, you forgot about Isaiah Rodgers. Well, he's our slot guy, right? <laughs> yeah. He's our slot corner. So the thing if they cut Avante, they can save $7 million. Yeah, so as much as we all love Avante, plays hard, just can't stay healthy. Might be time to move on. I'm certainly going to ask him to take a pay cut. Yes. <laughs> so if that's at the, the minimum, they're going to ask him to do that. And then he, I think it'll be the final year of his deal. Yeah, I, I think so. So, yeah, you may as well have somebody ready to step in if that's the case. And we got some young guys that are still developing. I just don't know if they're ready to take on the role of being every down, every game starters going up against some of the the, the, the receivers that we have to face on a yearly basis. Right. Like I like I like um I like Keely Ringo, mm-hmm. but I probably need some more seasoning. Yeah, I need a little more seasoning. Um, like Rick's undrafted yeah. showed some things, but like uh, I don't know, nothing uh, special. Josh Job, no, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think he's athletic enough. Um, and I, I know uh, your boy Zach McPherson's coming back next year. Yeah, special teamer. Yeah, he'll, he'll he'll fix the special teams. Actually, the special teams are fine last year. They're good, man. They were good. They were good. Michael Dave Clay got that big extension. Yeah. I know that's a big extension. Yeah, for sure. Um, the and again, as we we, we get into draft season, my big PSA yeah. or, or or message to the Eagles: mm-hmm. if you draft an offensive tackle 
I will be picket fencing outside of Novacare. Get me a real player. I don't need to worry about the Lane Johnson replacement until Lane Johnson's not here. You won't be picket fencing. No, whatever just it be is. Picketing. Yeah, I'll be picket fencing. No. You're gonna pick up a full picket fence and saying. bring it down the Novacare. You're, you're just, gonna put up a whole fence. You're just picketing. I'm gonna be fencing with a picket. It's, <laughs> it's Kenny Pickett too. You're gonna clear the conditioning test for that. Yeah, don't you worry about my conditioning. It's way down, by the way. It's it's it's. it's but I'm with you. Yeah. Hey, I'm hearing Chop Robinson. How you like Chop Robinson? So it's a good out, name. Out of Penn State. Now he's a stater, which obviously we don't want Penn Staters around here. Unless it's Micah. Unless it's Micah. <laughs> Unless it's Micah. Receiver, first round? I I, I would take a— uh, Receiver in the first round? I would take— uh, <laughs> That could cause more issues on the team. It really could. It really could. Cooper DeGene? Are you a Cooper DeGene guy? Cooper? Is he, is he, any, is he close to Cooper Cup? He's the white corner from uh, <laughs> Iowa. Yeah, we're not going to roll that route. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, he's from Iowa. I, I, I wouldn't care if he was black. I wouldn't take him. He's from Iowa. Yeah, he played for Iowa. Linebackers and, is a, a, a tight end. the last Iowa. good corner that came out of Iowa. Desmond King? Is that? I do remember Desmond King. Yeah, yeah. he's Green Bay, right? He's jumped around. Yeah. He's jumped around. He's a first-round pick, though, right? I think so. Yeah, I End do of remember. The first I remember. Yeah, I remember Desmond King, yeah. Yeah, Chop Robinson's right in that area. I'm yeah. sure I'm sure all those staters can't wait till we draft the guy. Chop, Chop. Chop. It's a good name. It's a good name, man. It's a good name. Just get a freaking edge rusher. And he's 44, too. Yeah, well, now. Right now, he's 44. Well, yeah, he's retired. Yeah. Here. Now, does he, does he get 58? He goes from 44 Oh, to go to 5'8". Follow the Ike Reese path. Who the hell is 5'8 now? Uh, I think <laughs> Take it off of him, whoever it is. Well, the fact that we don't know him, it says a lot. I will say, I mean, you did give up the right for Shaq Leonard to wear 58. <laughs> I did. I'm glad he didn't. He ruined Hughes' number. He, he, he ruined. Actually, I'm glad he didn't either. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Take that to 53. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the stench of 53. Who's been the best 53 after Hugh? I mean, it really yeah, had Nigel, right? Nigel. And then they went. That Wasn't night. Nigel 53? He was. Christian yeah. Ellis, I believe, was was 53. Who we let the Patriots take? Yeah, with two S's. <laughs> Or trusting Alice with two S's. Robbie E told me that. Uh, there hasn't been many. I can't think of another fifty-three. There hasn't been many fifty-three. No, synonymous with Hugh is is the. 53. It is still Hugh Douglas's number. Hundred percent. I know my number has gone to Trent and and Jordan Hicks. And Jordan Hicks. <laughs> Jannard Avery. No, not no damn Jannard Avery. Yes, we don't remember him. <laughs> the first, but at least Trent Cole and, and Jordan Hicks. They did it proud. Yeah, Trent Trent Cole, hundred percent. Yeah, and Jordan Hicks. Yeah, isn't Trent the all-time leading sack guy for the Eagles? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Was Michael Kendrick or second? He might be second. Was Kendrick's 53? 50. No, 50. What was Michael Kendrick's number? No, 95. He was 95. Maybe yeah. early. Uh, I think Cole's number one. Cole's number one on the most most sacks on the team. Or, Trent is number one? Pretty sure. I don't think so. I don't remember celebrating Trent Cole becoming the all time sack leader for the Eagles. Oh, we'll get buzz on it. Barry's in West Reggie <laughs> White. Oh, uh, who? He's I don't a, think he's, he's a, Reggie White, man. He's it's, a Packer. No, I think it's Clyde Simmons. It's just going wild. It says Eagles career defensive sacks leaders. And it, it is Reggie? That's what it says. Okay. Right. I thought it was Clyde Simmons. Well, okay. Know. Clyde Simmons is three. And, okay. And Trent Cole number two? And Trent Cole's two. Yeah. I knew. I don't remember celebrating Trent Cole for becoming the all-time sack leader. I thought he was. That would have been something we would have celebrated. If he a, passed Reggie White. Yes, if he passed Reggie Yeah, White. Reggie White, 124 sacks in 121 games. Yeah, that's pretty good. Damn. How many more? Yeah, do you yeah, give you're a, and, and, and you're saying he's a Packer. You didn't yeah. want to put him on a Mount Rushmore. Yeah, because he's a freaking Packer, man. He won a Super Bowl out there and he left us. Is it like how Andy Reid's the all-time winningest coach and not even an Eagle? Same he, thing. He, he's a Chief. 
He's he is not, a chief. He's not an eagle. He's a chief. I know, and he's, a, he's the all-time winningest coach. Yeah, I'm well aware. What does it say about the organization? I know. Who's, a, who's <laughs> the number one quarterback in franchise history? People will say false. <laughs> no one will say that. <laughs> well, you had him on the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah. Do you see that? But Reggie White couldn't get on. Dude, Reggie White couldn't sniff. Nick Foles is not. I'm just kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> Reggie White or Nick Foles, better He's eagle. joking, people. I'm just He's joking. joking. I'm just is joking. he? <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Barry's in West Philly. What's happening, Barry? Yo, what's happening, gentlemen? What's, what's up? up, Barry? Hey, hey, man, in terms of culture versus talent, uh, man, I got to go with talent because you saw a, a huge difference in talent. And I'm talking about primarily with the coaching staff right now. When the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and what happened last year, I put all of that on talent with the coaches, man, because a lot of the guys that were still there for the Super Bowl run were still are still on the team now. Then you, you look at AJ Brown and all of those guys, man, that's that's got talent. But when you had that huge drop off with the coaching performance, and when, and when I look at the the, the, the the offensive mind of Big Red in this last Super Bowl and what he was able to do, mm-hmm. and then I compare that to what the Eagles haven't been able to do, mm-hmm. i got to say talent in the coaching staff, man. But are, are you are you got, worried about the culture, though, Barry? You know what? I'm not that worried about it because when you're winning, it's going to develop a good culture. And the number one thing that I don't see but I believe that can happen, when I go back to when the Eagles, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, you look at the 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 um the celebrations and the and it's like the Eagles had the most creative celebrations. They 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 practiced, they rehearsed their celebrations. Mm-hmm. They were together. They were a unit, man. They were tight. And I think winning helps develop that culture. Right. So I'm not worried about the culture as much as I'm worried about the talent because mm-hmm. when the talent is not there, then the culture is going to deteriorate, and I think that's what happened last year. Yeah, I guess on my a my, scale. my only problem with that, Barry, and I I do agree with you, winning mostly cures all. But they were ten and one last year, and and the culture still it seemed like it was falling apart by the end. So they were winning, and there still seemed like there was something wrong with them. So that's what makes me even more worried is that they were winning, and then they couldn't pull themselves out of it and and right the ship. But see, but that's that's where talent carried them, but. The culture was deteriorating. The players had talent, but if the coaches are putting them in positions where they can't win or it can't be highly effective, then you started seeing the players started to to voice their frustrations to the coaches, and everybody saw it on the on the on, on the national scale. So, man, then, then the frustration came in, and then the, the the separation came in because then you got players not talking to the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it was it was just a downward spiral, man. It was it was a snowball effect that happened. But I think that with, with with the right coaches, because if the players don't believe in the coach, then the players are not going to play hard for the team. When a player believes in a coach and they know that the coach knows what he's doing and the, and the coach is going to put them in the best position to win, the players are going to play hard for him. And I think that's what we saw last year. The players weren't playing as hard because they didn't believe in the plays that was being called in the first place. Yeah, but that could be a problem too. When you talk about the, the the culture of the team, what's going to make them believe this year in the coaches? Because Kellen Moore's there instead of Brian Johnson. Man, I think that I think well, yeah, basically. The, the <laughs> yeah, that basically. Yeah. Okay, I hope so. I hope <laughs> yeah. so. What's the uh, what's a what movie should I watch here, Barry? Man, a movie that has me dying laughing over and over again every time I watch it. Harlem Nights. All right. Another good one. I have not seen Harlem Nights. (laughs) Not surprised at that either. Why? Well, (laughs) 
<laughs> That's with Eddie Murphy, well, right? Said any other movies you haven't seen yet? It's Eddie and Richard Pryor. Yeah. Okay. How'd you know that? Well, because I think I saw the. Uh, I think it's been brought to me before. Sure. That I should watch it, and I think I saw it on like one of my streaming services. As, yeah. As a movie to watch. Harlem Nights is a, is a good one for you. I heard it was good. I got one for you. Okay. I'm going with, and I think you'll like this movie, Reservoir Dogs. Uh. That is, I think I've heard the concept of it. It's like, yeah, have you seen that? That's 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 a Quentin Tarantino movie. No, but I've heard good things about mm-hmm. it. Harvey Keitel, uh, Tim Roth. Uh, who else is in it? Michael Madsen. Right. Uh, some other guys I can't remember off the top of my head, but that that is a classic. That's that's a classic right there. I heard You'll it's got a great uh, soundtrack to it. Does have a great soundtrack because I feel like you know the morning show whenever they do stuck in the middle of you. Yeah. That's when Michael Mass is getting ready to cut, chop off the ear, slice off the cop's ear. Oh, I don't even want to tell you yeah, about yeah, it. I don't yeah, know yeah. if I don't know. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a good movie for you if you want to check that one. Yeah. Out. That's another one. Put that on your list. Do you want to be eligible for the $25 Duncan <laughs> gift card? I don't want to be eligible. Ike in South Jersey? <laughs> I just want you to put it on your list. It's I, in there. You want to enjoy that one. I feel like the Fugitive and Reservoir Dogs are on my uh, backup list. Okay. You know? Okay. Uh, let's uh, check in with our guy, Jacory in Florida. What's happening, Jacory? What's going on, guys? What's up, J-Man? Man, good, man. Good, man. You know, finally being back. You know, draft time is always. Oh, man. No, no one has more obscure <laughs> prospects than you to draft than Jacory oh, in Florida. Man. <laughs> man, listen, I'll tell you this much. It's going to be a good year for quarters and running backs. Like, this is an underrated good class. Like, for running backs, we need to take one. Uh oh. <laughs> we How early are we taking a running back? How early are we taking a running back? I say, like, what? Third or late third round, fourth round. Okay. Because the last time we were running back class, we took uh, Pumphrey. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, we yeah we took the only the bad running back. Draft. Yeah, yeah, the only, we uh, out of twenty running backs that were drafted, we got the one who couldn't play. Yeah. <laughs> Did he break, like, I think he broke like an NCAA record for like either yards or touchdowns. Oh, yeah. No, I think he was the lead. I think he's the leading rusher, right? Dude, Rashad Penny was yeah. his backup. Yeah. How about that? It's a problem for that was bad. Rashad. But um, but yeah, like like about uh, you that. were saying, um, the culture we have to change the culture. I think you know Nick has got to get back. You know when he got here, it was dog mentality. Yeah, dog mentality. I didn't hear any dog mentality. Last <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear none of that. Last year. That, that might have been our fault mentality. though. We might have bull- we might have bullied Nick out of saying dog mentality. <laughs> like you got to go back to that. You got to go back to like to the start. I think you just got to be up front. You got to be real. I think you got to hold players accountable. Like, I know I keep calling his name, but Jordan Davis, you got to get in shape, big man. Like, I'm, I'm not going to pay out, give all you these snaps, and I just and I got to get players behind you, and you're not in shape. Like, you got to get with it, or, you you know, you gonna have, you got to put you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Bradbury, you got to learn how to tackle. Like, Ike, the defense got to learn how to tackle. Like, man, yes, sir. I know we, we, we got the, you know, the dummies out there to tackle drills, but you got to use real people. Um. I know you can't practice hard like that no more, Ike. But we need to be no, we right got to. on that line, yeah, well, not yeah. over that line to practice. So, hard. are we back to the whole yeah. like we need uh, we need pre- play hard in preseason <laughs> yep. and play play the starters? Yeah, yep. Man, we got one was, year away from it. We're right back into yes, it, baby. We need listen. The first preseason game, we need to play like oh, uh, like whole game, quarters. whole game. Get them out there. <laughs> yeah, at least a quarter. At least yeah. like at least almost a quarter. Hey, like you yeah. can't get in football shape without playing football, Jacory. That's right, man. I, I know, I know, but <laughs> we, we got to do better. I think it's just the culture, and I think everything has come with it too. And I think we'll be more, you know, we'll be back. We'll be on the where we got to go at, to the Super Bowl. So, um, 
And for you, Jack, yes. I'm going to go, you know, it's the 80s. I'm going to go 80s. You can never go wrong with Schwarzenegger. I'm going to say either Commando or Conan the Barbarian. Mm, haven't seen either. Haven't mm. seen either. Was it Commando? Uh, Commando is with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he said he – I don't think I've seen many of his movies, honestly. Uh, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger? I watched uh, Kindergarten Cop. And I think I watched uh, <laughs> Kitty Garden Cop, man. Stop, man. And Twins. I think I've seen <laughs> Twins. Is not bad. Twins, twins, all right. Yeah, Twins is not bad. Commando. Yeah, you never. Yeah, you're an or Commando. Uh it's not a bad movie. Um, yeah, I you you'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, I think uh, I, the only thing. Not a bad movie. You know, during the pandemic, we had nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things we tried to roll out was like uh, Martian Reese Madness, where we had like different brackets. Uh, movies? No, I'm just like random things. Oh, you know? okay. And I think the most heated debate the sh- the show got into was uh, Arnold versus Stallone. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's it's a, it's an older debate. Yeah, that's listen. We had that debate as a kid, and it's still the same. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm sorry, everybody. It's all day. Yeah, it's all day. <laughs> I love rock, but yeah, it's a Terminator, man. Of course, <laughs> you got more movies. Yeah, more movies. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We know what we did. The whole who was the better? Who was better? Stallone yeah, or, or, yeah, you're or right. Arnold. I do remember that. It was a good debate. Yeah, yeah. Arnold, does he have? Be- I guess he does have better movies. Oh, does he really? I think so. I mean, what he's got? Uh, Stallone's got Rocky, and he's got uh, what was the one where he's he's got Cobra. He's got uh... well, what's the one where he's the 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 army guy? Uh, uh Rambo. Rambo. Yeah, that, that's it. First Blood. Yeah, that's, that's it. pretty good. Yeah, that's a trilogy. Yeah, they didn't need three. Yeah, they did. They were pretty good, man. (laughs) Come on, it's Arnold all day. There's no comedy with Stallone. No, there is no comedy with Stallone. And Arnold, by the way, I think he did try something in comedy, and I don't, I don't remember what it was. I'm sure it didn't hit. Yeah, Yeah. it did not hit. Plus, Arnold was heating up on the. He got a great Super Bowl ad, that State Farm ad, where he said, you know, the uh, uh, like a good neighbor (laughs) instead of neighbor, and bringing Danny DeVito. So. Like a good neighbor. Yeah, they wanted to say neighbor, and he can't do it. Right, I got you. <laughs> good old, good old Arnold. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Millennial movie review. As uh, you give me a movie, I need to watch it. I'll watch tonight. We'll review it tomorrow. The best answer, the winning answer today, gets a twenty five dollar Dunkin' gift card. Which concerns you more, the Eagles going forward, the culture or the talent? And on the other side, a former major league general manager thinks the Phillies could do what? With Zach Wheeler <laughs> and a thought I have on John Middleton. Don't miss all of that coming next on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... 
you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. It is the afternoon show. Sports Radio 94 WYP. Jack Fritz and Ike Reese hanging out on this Wednesday afternoon. Phil's down at uh, spring training, obviously, down there in a, in a couple weeks. Can't wait for that. Fightin's. 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 First uh, spring training game on Saturday. Ooh. Don't get too excited. Don't. Give me something to watch Saturday. Yeah. On not, on, not on TV. Not on TV? Not, not till Sunday. Will it be on WIP? It will be on WIP. Oh, so that counts. I'll be producing back here. I'm, I'm, uh, got the Grapefruit League opener. Wow, no pressure, Dan. What, what an honor. Are you nervous? No, not really. Let me guess. Toronto? Yep, got it. <laughs> traveling. Right next door to each other. Traveling yeah. five minutes to Dunedin. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Now, what that could mean, though, is that it's on, on MLB.TV, which means that just because it's not yeah, on. you got to get the Blue Jays feed. I'll get the Blue Jays feed. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you're, that you're locked in on MLB TV, Ike? Yeah, no. I am not. Streaming no. on the iPad? <laughs> yeah. It'll be great. It'll be great. But uh, Jim Bowden was a guest on uh, Sirius XM uh, yesterday. Former Ridge GM. Yeah, not very good, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and he had this idea about what the Phillies could do with the Zach Wheeler situation. Here's Jim Bowden. If Wheeler's camp gets greedy, David Dombrowski could pivot to Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery right now. And then That's he could true. play this year with Wheeler. Let's just say it's Montgomery. Wheeler, Nola, Montgomery is his first three starters. Backload Montgomery's deal and then let Wheeler walk as a free agent. Yeah. Yeah, I, no. We can't let that happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I appreciate it for for a year. Um, but if this is – and I don't think this is the Phillies' grand plan, mm-hmm. but Jordan Montgomery is not a Zach Wheeler replacement. Black, mm-hmm. Blake Snell is not a, a Zach Wheeler replacement. Zach Wheeler is Zach Wheeler. He's one of the five best pitchers in baseball. Um, and like his camp gets greedy. I don't even know what that means. Like, is it 45 a year? I mean, it seems like the Phillies know what the price is going to be for Zach Wheeler. Yeah, I guess it's the amount of years. Right. They want to commit to him. Um, if I'm a baseball player, I know the amount of years wouldn't matter to me as much as the overall money that I'm getting. Mm -hmm. So, if I'm looking to get 200 plus million, then if you're Zach Wheeler, then you have to be looking to at least help the Phillies out with probably about a five year deal. Right. Uh, and, and the number that Howard threw out last night, again, Howard fresh off a trip to, to Clearwater, was 5,200. Okay. So, so then, there you go. That fits right in there. 40 million a year, five years. Yeah. Um, he gets the 200, which is above NOLA, mm-hmm. and it, it pays him on the Scherzer, DeGrom, you know, kind of yep. mode. Um, I mean, it it is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's it's a lot. Forty million dollars a year. Um, the, the the price they've had him on has been such a bargain. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like it's the price of doing business. Yeah, I, I listen. These guys, and I get it, man. You know, you know, John Middleton is one of these great owners that, you know, he gets close to his players, and I can appreciate that as a former player. Mm-hmm. Um, I can appreciate ownership sort of not not necessarily treating the players like employees. Right. And saying, you you work for me and this is what we do. Well, I think but, they care a lot about like a Phillies family. Yeah, and I think that's important. And, 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 you know, Jeffrey Lurie is the same way, and I've always felt that. And that's why I said I can appreciate that from John Middleton, so I understand it. So I don't want to act as if 
or come off as if he should be cold when it comes to negotiations. That's Dave Dombrowski's job, quite frankly. But giving a 34-year-old pitcher a five-year deal and knowing that there's a good chance that he won't be a $40 million a year pitcher at age 38 and possibly 37. So you may get the next two to three years out of him mm-hmm. where you're still getting good good return on your investment. But you already know those last few years that you're not getting that caliber of pitcher. Although I, I won't put it past Zach Willer. Some guys, they get, you know, they they find a way. You pitch with, with, with your brain. You pitch with your smarts. Mm-hmm. You when you can't overpower guys with your with your with your fast stuff and you have to almost think your way through a game. And I believe Zach Willer has the ability to do that. It's just that that's not what his makeup is as a pitcher. He's a hard thrower. Yeah, but what was interesting is that in the postseason, he was like 95. Like he was, yeah. it was down a little bit. He's figuring out how to pitch through that. So yeah. he is learning how to pitch at 95 rather than 99, which is important. And put it this way. There is no future without Zach Wheeler here. So I, I he, he, sometimes you got to bite the bullet. Dude, you can make, you, <laughs> so, you know. you can make the case he's the most important Philly. I, I know Bryce, and we, we, uh, yeah, we talked I, about that yesterday. Yeah. They've also survived without Bryce. They haven't won anything without Bryce, but they, mm-hmm. they've survived without one of the guys in the lineup. Like, you need Zach Wheeler if you're going to do anything. I agree. The ACU your staff is, is equally as important. Obviously, I, I'm partial to the everyday player, but you have no chance of winning if you don't have that guy at the top of your rotation. Yeah, and, and especially, you know, we, we idolize, and I think rightfully so, uh, and romanticize, I guess. You know what Hamels did in 08, mm-hmm. and we, 09 gets talked about. You know, not as much as it used to be. We we talk about 08 and 10, 11 with Hamels. Yeah, Cliffley. You know, we bring yeah. up 11. What happened in game two? But his run was 09. Really. 09. Yeah, and obviously Doc. What he did yep. in the post. Like Wheeler's been just as good as those guys, and it doesn't feel like he gets talked about or romanticized the mm-hmm. way that we talk about uh, those big three. Like he he's he's been ridiculous in the postseason the last two years. Yeah, it's it's the blessing and the curse of his personality and mentality. He's a workmanlike guy. He doesn't he doesn't waste words. He's not out there talking just to hear himself talk. You know how some of these guys are. Mm-hmm. They give you they, get, they like to get in front of the camera. Look at me talking. Uh, but you like to get in front of the camera and you got a lot to say. And Zach Willard just goes about his business. He says what needs to be said. Uh, usually says the right things that are team oriented and and all about winning. He's a culture setter for the rest of those guys in that rotation. I think he takes a lot of pressure off of Aaron Nola being in the position that he's in. So he's built for it mentally as well. And you're right when you talk about the effectiveness and what he's done in his two postseason runs. He's almost as automatic as any pitcher have been that we've seen around here when they've had when they've been on these postseason runs. So it's like you don't have to worry about him. Yeah, he he's going to get his. He he. I I don't believe the Phillies envision life without Zach Willer. I I just don't believe that. Yeah. They they talk too openly and too freely about wanting him here. And that's what I wanted to bring up. And I'm glad you brought up Middleton earlier because. It's 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 talking a little bit too much. Too much, yeah. For me. Like, cause it, it, at some point it comes down to are you undermining the job of Dave Dombrowski? Like he talked about, we're we'll get we'll 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 figure out the Wheeler thing. We'll we'll figure out the Bryce thing. And I appreciate that. Like it's mm-hmm. good. It's good hearted. I think from him. Yeah, it's coming but, from a good good spot. Exactly. And I and I and I appreciate how invested he is. He, he, he spoke passionately to the team. I mm-hmm. guess before and he fired JT Real Muto up about dynasty and this. Can we get? I'd like one. Yeah, we'll take one first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can, can I get one? <laughs> but I, I I just worry that 
as we go forward. It's, it's just a little too much talking. Yeah, but but here's the thing. Here's where you got to like it as a fan, right? Because in the end, if Dave Dombrowski says to John Middleton, listen, <laughs> I think this is where we need to – this is how much money needs to be allocated there because this is what else I want to do. Like he wants to do A, B, C, and D to continue to build the roster. In the end, John Middleton's going to say whatever it takes to keep him signed here. Yeah. Like that's ultimately what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, and I thought it was interesting. Uh, Middleton also talked to the Inquirer the other day, mm-hmm. and he basically said, um, Nebraska came to him and said, let's just cut off the spending. Like, I don't think they're going to sign Montgomery or Snell. Mm-hmm. Let's cut it off, and let's save it for the deadline for maybe a, a bigger move. And it's interesting because they haven't really done that the last couple of years. They've yeah. made some, like the Marsh. Minor moves, yeah. Marsh move was kind of big. You gave up Logan O'Hoppy, but that was kind of obvious. Mm-hmm. Like we're, We keep waiting for, I think, the classic Dombrowski kind of chips all in move. Hasn't happened yet, so so maybe this deadline. I think they have about sixteen million before the next version of the luxury tax, which mm-hmm. is a, it's a bigger penalty. Um, so yeah, seems like this is the Phillies are done spending. But and I, and I, again, I like that Middleton is is all in and invested. It just a part of me worries that he's hurting Dombrowski's ability to have some leverage here. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of <laughs> similar to what he did when he told Bryce they underpaid him. Yeah, no, uh, he gets a little excited. Yeah, he gets a little excited. Which, which is, and not to belabor the Bryce situation from yesterday, but in part, it's part of the reason why I, I feel the way that I feel about this Bryce situation is that, to me, all it does is it puts pressure on the Phillies from the outside, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. If you and your guy, you guys are negotiating behind the scenes, and it's something privately being done. Nobody has to find out about. That's that's perfectly fine. If you want to, you want an extension, and that's something you're willing to. You say, okay, we we're opening up dialogue there. It's not urgent that it has to be done right now, but I would like to get it done. So, okay, now I got a window of maybe a year or two to work this out. You're not going anywhere. We can get this done behind the scenes without it being a point of emphasis and being talked about in the media. And that's where it's one thing for Boris to do it. And it's another thing when Bryce comes out and basically support what, what Scott Boris is saying, when really all you got to do is just say, Listen, everybody knows I'm, I want to retire here as a Philly. I, I want to die in this uniform. Yeah. I'll let my agent and the Phillies organization, they've been wonderful to me. Um, I got no complaints. If something can be worked out, I'll let them work that out. I don't need to answer questions about that. I'm not going anywhere. Instead, it's almost like he made it public that he wanted it done so that you now you're choosing between should the Phillies do this to make Bryce happy or is Bryce coming off looking greedy? It turned into a topic. Yeah, when it shouldn't. Because yeah. I think it puts the Phillies in the bad position of are they taking care of their star player, the face of their franchise. And I think they've done everything they can to appease him and to put a winner around him. They've, they've done everything that they promised they would do if he signed here, right? Like they, In other words, they made the commitment to winning. You're going to get yours in the end, big fella. Don't even worry about it. Mm-hmm. But we got some other things we need to take care of first before we can even handle that. And that's the only thing that I'm like, I just, I wish Bryce would have just left it behind the scenes versus talking about it publicly. Yeah, it was a, the, 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 the comments from those played a lot yesterday were a little cold. Yeah. It was a little. It was, it was almost too business like. And I'm like, hold on, Bryce. Like, they pretty much done, we've given you the keys to the city around here. Yeah. Like, like, 
this shouldn't be a pressing thing for you right now. Well, and uh, like I think if this was handled in the offseason and it comes out out of nowhere and it's like we just want to take care of our guy, it's more like everyone's – it's like a parade, not a parade being thrown, but everyone's happy. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, look at the Phillies, like doing a great thing, and then and, and look at Bryce, like – they took care of Bryce because the Mahomes thing I don't think ever got out when they when they ripped up the contract. And, I don't believe so, no. And extended them. Uh, and, and this is the one of the boring. Like this is just boring. It is. It's the agent. You know that's what it is. It's you so, know that's what it is. So boring. Yeah. And it would have been nice. If it was just behind the scenes and and, yep. and just say hey, we want to take care of our guy. He's been yep. a great Philly and and you know appreciate for everything he's done. But now it feels like it's turned into a not a war, but like a a, a, a talking point. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I hope he doesn't address it anymore. Me too. Like, I, like he may get asked because that's what that's our job to do as media. When we get down there, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you're gonna press him one. on it. Well, yeah. Well, that Spike, yeah, that's first. That Spike's first foray into this. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Let, yeah, let him talk to Bryce about that. We'll <laughs> <laughs> grill him. Hey, Bryce, how fun is it being a Philly? <laughs> the hard nose questions. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. If you want to get in on that, uh, but also on the Eagles' culture problem or talent problem, and for a twenty five dollar gift card, Millennial Movie Review. Uh, Lou's and Delco, what's happening, Lou? Oh my goodness, I was just about to hang up. No, well, I'm glad you do didn't that, do Lou. that. Don't do that, Lou. All right, well, listen, uh, before I forget, I got three movies for you. Three of them, because I was on hold so long. So well, two well give me, that- I don't want you to take all the good answers. <laughs> give me the one you think is the best one. All right, it's called Kids. Okay, who's in that? Well, it's a, I went to see it with a bunch of film majors in college. Okay. I think I, think I know. I think I know the movie you're talking about. Movie. Yep. Uh, it's called the name of the title's Kids. Yep. Is that is that? Correct me if I'm wrong, Lou. Is that the movie with? Uh, it was controversial when it came about, out. About about sex, right? Yeah, it's about kids and yeah. uh, immaturity. Yeah. And all this other huh? stuff. Yep. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. I think I think yep. I actually it's saw that when I was in college. Controversial yeah. movie at the time. Right. All right, I, I, it's it's in the mix, Lou. What do you that got? Is the, it. That is it. That is the movie I'm thinking about. Yep, that's it. What do you got on the Eagles there, Lou? Uh, I got a lot on the Eagles. I just got to <laughs> focus right now. So I think it's more of a culture problem. I mean, I played, you know, in high school. I took my pads off on Thanksgiving Day. It was real sad. <laughs> you know, uh, played my best game. But I can tell you that life does mirror football. So going into that year... I got in a major car accident. I had me and two other guys from the football team and one kid from the soccer got in an accident, major car accident, and uh, it affected the whole year. So I think this is a culture problem. It mirrors kind of maybe my life in a way. Mm-hmm. I think Jalen Hurts is uh, is all that in the bag of chips, and I think we're going to see a lot more of Mahomes and Hurts. Okay. Oh, even, so, even with the culture problem. So you think it's fixable? I guess he thinks it's fixable. Yeah. And we're getting uh, we're getting Jalen back to Mahomes level. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to hold off. On yeah, that. to get that. back to Mahomes level, don't you have to be <laughs> there to begin uh, with? Oh, but I don't know. Well, about I mean, after, after, after the Super Bowl, we felt no, like I know, but Mahomes level, blah 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 blah. Mahomes, come when on. did we get away from the eye test? That's 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 all I ask. Oh, when did we get away did from, we the, get eye away from the eye test? Just trust your eyes, people. <laughs> I tried to tell you. <laughs> Let's go to Cowboy Jim. <laughs> Hey, Jack. Okay, what we've established here is that Jack doesn't really want – he doesn't want action-adventure. 
He doesn't want horror movies. Mm-mm. He wants a comedy. Okay, so here's the comedy. <laughs> yeah, he wants Raven. to get rom coms. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. He he doesn't don't don't say like True Lies or anything like that. <laughs> I've heard about True Lies. I've heard about it. another That's good an movie. awesome movie. But yep. my movie my movie for you is Raising Arizona with Nick King. <laughs> okay. That, Why is like laughing? Is it, is it a joke? No, it's a comedy. That's a good one. That's right. a good one. Raising Arizona is yeah. an excellent one. See, my go to Nicholas Cage is National Treasure. But I'm sure you guys no. are, are not national no. treasure people. No. See, no. again, this, this is the age problem. <laughs> this is oddball Nick Cage. Like, yes. oddball. That's just this is early Nick Cage, 87. Is this before Con Air? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before he was all bulked up and steroids and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, uh, uh, hey, Jack, I heard you beginning to say, oh, let's hope the Eagles don't act like the Cowboys. That's right. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's unfair to the Cowboys. Why? The media, the media follows them around everywhere they go. Yes. So don't act like that. Well, hold on. Now, the, the, you have the, you have, the, you, have da- uh, you have the CD Lamb's mom tweeting about them. You got Michael Parsons' yep, brother yep. tweeting about them. You have yep. Dak who's like going to get 60 million a year. I mean, <laughs> come on, Cowboy Jim. The the media just fo- whatever. I right, let me I know, move it's on, the okay? media's fault. Uh, it's always the media. It's the media's fault. Yeah. Now, let's go to this culture. Now, uh, okay, I'm going to side with the Eagles here a little bit having good culture, okay? Um okay, y'all know what I do. You know that I work the charters. I see a lot more than most people see. Ooh, inside. And I, you have a player. You have a player that I wish. I hope the Cowboys have a player like this. If he was a quarterback, he'd be a Mahomes. But he's an offensive lineman, and that's Jordan Mailata. When I used to see the team before him, it was everyone went to their corners. Nobody spoke. Now with Jordan, he gets everyone talking. Money doesn't change him. It hasn't changed him a bit. You know, everyone's playing cards. Everyone's laughing. Everyone's having a good time. That wasn't like that before. I'm just saying that he, he's keeping a part of the team, the culture, okay. As for the defense, I can't, I can't answer for that. Yeah, I, I would imagine, uh, Cowboy Jim, there's probably more cultural issues going on in your locker room than it is the Eagles' locker room. But I don't know what's going on there. I'm not doing a cowboy charter. I don't know. I don't see what's going on. Launch <laughs> transfer see- down there. Yeah. I'm seeing with yeah. my own. You keep eyes. up with these phone calls. You will be doing a cowboy charter before you I, realize I'm it. I'm seeing with my own eyes what's going on. I know a lot going on. I'm not going to say it because right. I know more than most of you people know. You who saying. knows more? You or Craig Carton on the situation? I know more than what's going on, but I'm not going to say anything. Okay. All so, right. Well, it seems like that's uh, a theme. Amongst people, yeah, everyone seems to know the answer, but won't reveal it on the air. Yes, yes. I'm not going to tell you. I'm just no, saying no. Jordan Mailata is somebody that I I hope there's someone on the Cowboys that is like that. There's not. I mean, they fall apart every year. Don't you worry about it, buddy. God. And now, can we get to Harper? Yeah, the winner. You pay, yes. You need, you need to pay the man. That's you need right. To pay him. It's not about adults. It's about kids. Kids love Bryce Harper. They will love him. They will buy his merchandise. They will go to the games. Parents may be upset. Well, whose money do you think those kids are buying this merchandise with? How many jobs the do these kids have? I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> he's probably mad because you, you gave all this money to Nola, who is such a mediocre pitcher. He's like, uh, mediocre. Wait, he just gave this horrible pitcher all this money. Yeah, I want some of that. And because Nola, Nola will, he'll. Probably win maybe 10, 11 games. Oh, don't, don't bring the it. wins losses into this. Well, here, well here's exactly. the thing. No, he, yeah. Bryce is due $196 more million. That's still more than what Aaron Nola just signed for. Doesn't matter. He, you still gave, <laughs> you still gave a, a mediocre pitcher that much money. Do people go to see Aaron Nola pitch or do they go to see Bryce Harper hit? 
Well, yeah, I would sure. say both. When Aaron Nola is pitching, nobody we're going goes, to watch. Nobody goes to see Aaron Nola pitch anymore. He's they go to postseason holiday. games. He's not Holiday. He's not Carlton. He's okay, not so this isn't a fight between Aaron Nola and, and Bryce Harper. You do realize it's not a quarterback, so you need multiple pitchers if you're going to win a World Series. It's not one pitcher, and then you go win the World Series. with You need a whole rotation. Taiwan Walker's going to win more games than <laughs> Taiwan Aaron Walker stop stinks. That. Would you stop, Cowboy Jim? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Out of control. He just wanted to troll us. That's what he wanted to do. You know, I'm trying to do better with that. You yeah. Know, when people try to get the trolling done. Yeah. yeah that's what that was. Let that, him troll. Yeah, that was, I don't you know, like, what are you talking about? All of a sudden, it became an Aaron Nola thing. Yeah, for no reason. <laughs> for, for no reason. Twitter questions are brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. Looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts? Shop Mark's Jewelers. Extensive collection for the perfect gift online. Marks-Jewelers.com. Uh, on the other side, very we're, we're talking about the Eagles culture. Mm-hmm. Do they have a culture problem? Mm-hmm. Very interesting report from Derek Gunn <laughs> on the status in the Eagles locker room. Oh, God. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Drama out of the nowhere. I haven't care. even seen it, so I don't even know what it what it what it is. Don't you worry about that. We'll get that coming up next. Do not miss this report next on the Eagles culture, and maybe maybe starting to put the pieces as to what went wrong. All of that's coming up next on the afternoon show on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 